Wellness is more than just health. It is living fully. Wellness is fueling your body, engaging your mind, and nurturing your spirit. How we think about wellness is affected by our culture and our life experiences. Hi everyone, my name is Anne Omojo-Iela. Welcome to the Relevant Health and Wellness Podcast, a space where we discuss all things health and wellness, mind, body, and soul. Hi everyone, so this is a quick intro again before the episode on postpartum care from an African perspective and also my chat with Rahama who is a doula based in Nigeria. For those who don't know, doulas are basically um, women, I actually don't know if they are men doulas, please someone help me out, but from my understanding women who help with like births before birth and after birth sometimes as well so um we had a chat on like what that looks like in nigeria which it's already been there but i guess rama is trying to kind of shape that perspective or that's what a doula is it's just that you know sometimes we call it omugo because our moms aunts you know women older women in our communities help with that but i also wanted to just talk about just what it feels like for our care after we have children in africa or in nigeria as i know it anyways and my experience as well so i think i'll probably try and do maybe a recap on my experience so that i don't take away too much from this episode so i hope you enjoy it i hope you get something out of it and if there are a bit of you know um audio lags here and there please just go with it so thank you so much for understanding thank you for being part of our community um hopefully there will be another episode to round up the year just again a recap of like my own personal postpartum care and also some of the lessons i have learned from 2021 i really want to recap on the year on relevant health and wellness podcast so Thank you so much, guys, for just being part of the community. Feel free to share, comment, subscribe. Give us like five stars so that people know that we are here. So thank you again, guys, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Relevant Health and Wellness Podcast. So today I have a special guest. I've been so excited to do this episode, guys, like for months now. And I have Rama with me today. She's a doula, but so much more. So Rama, would you introduce yourself to the audience, to the Relevant Health and Wellness family? Um, hello, everyone. My name is Rahma Yelwa. I'm a doula. I'm a birth worker. I'm a mom. And um, I think that a lot of times I just refer to myself as a teacher. That I, and I have thought like as an actual teacher. And I think that's what I like to identify as I'm a teacher and a support person. So, and then all those other things that I do. 
Oh, fantastic. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So I, I guess what sort of started me thinking of this episode is both of us are moms. You're a mom of two, which I say well done. And I'm a mom of one. And I think after having my daughter, I've always been thinking about like postpartum care from the African perspective. Because we see a lot on YouTube or like social media, there's a lot of maybe talk on postpartum care, but I don't see a lot of nuance in the conversation. So that really got mm-hmm. me thinking, like even just from the perspective of how we take care of ourselves after having kids, like the kind of thing that mm-hmm. out here slightly different. And I wanted us to mm-hmm. talk about that. So as a doula, what what have been your experience, or if you could take us through you working with a mom, what what is that experience like? Okay. Um... Oh, I just wanted to see when you spoke, you said I'm a mom of two and you said well done. And then you said you're a mom of one and I'm saying well done to you. Because <laughs> yeah, those you. little humans. Like when you have like half, two, one, fifty, I don't know, the work the work gets done. So um so as a I um I like primarily I I like to focus on postpartum care. Mm. But that um, there's also, um, you know, I have been birth support and everything, but um, yeah, so postpartum care. And I think that one of the things, like you said, when we're not, um, our care or, or like our forms of care is not out there, I suppose, as much as there seems to be, I don't know if it's just a thing now, but I feel like there seems to be this like global revival of postpartum care mm-hmm. where you see that a lot of different cultures are, sh- are sharing how these things are done. Maybe we haven't gotten there yet, but then um, I also noticed in ways I see a lot of similarities between the cultural practices that we have. I'm from the northern Nigeria, I'm from the northern part of Nigeria, so um, even within Nigeria, you know, there's I think that every every tribe has their own unique way of honoring the mom and you know caring for her in that postpartum time. But what I've realized is that for myself is that um, there's a these cultures they are all similar. What these people do that is different is that um, they provide the support with what the land gives them. I don't know if that makes sense. So for example, if I needed like hot soup. And in this land, you have yam, and this is what is available in our in our land. And it probably has the same properties that what you have in another land, but you know it will look different. But ultimately, the care is the same. So um, yeah, with moms that I've worked with, and it's interesting because sometimes you know um, most of the moms that reach out to me, it's because they feel like there is a void. seems to be a break hasn't been filled you know it doesn't i'm sorry yeah can you hear me okay yeah i can i can yeah okay so um i was saying a lot of moms that i've worked with most times is repair you know we do not we're unfortunately not having a culture of postpartum care anymore and so i think it's something that little thought is given to but sometimes i think that 
um and it's not always the case but then sometimes it's like oh okay this isn't working maybe i should try this postpartum care you know sometimes there's always some kind of repair that moms are hoping to get and so they reach out to me and it's like oh i had a baby and um I would like to like it, it doesn't I don't feel right and you know like what can I do and things and then we start the care and things we don't necessarily have um and it's interesting because you know once you're pregnant or you're expecting then it's like um postpartum care just kind of like falls in naturally but because of all these different lifestyles that we have now it's like like I can't ask to do that and even affording it's not even about the finances but it just doesn't seem or doesn't feel like something that is relevant it's like well we're past that now and we don't need that and some people get to a point after birth you know it's not planned within the process of the birth but after birth you're like oh okay i probably need this support and then reach out for it and what i've also and um it's almost not and then you also find that like sometimes these moms are not first time moms like it's probably like after the first or second birth because you find that you know when they're having the first you're like oh no my husband is doing this and you know this 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 this, this. but then after you've done that you're like oh yeah no that <laughs> you know i would have actually thought that it would be first time moms that would reach out to no 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 i've like in my mind i almost know that my clients are not going to be first time moms first time moms and you know i guess some it doesn't work out as you imagine but it's that you've had that experience and you realize that when your husband says i'm taking time off you're like well that's nice but i'm going to make my own plans because it doesn't always you know come across that way so yeah that's yeah mm-hmm. that's that is so interesting like uh for my experience i know you touched on the fact that even in nigeria depending on where mm-hmm. you're from it could be slightly different and it's funny mm-hmm. how like i've lived in different states in nigeria because i'm army daughter and but i can kind of feel like i am northern by just mm-hmm. the fact that i stayed there the longest but even with that because I'm a gala, so there is even mm-hmm. that nuance as well, where like maybe mm-hmm. certain things are slightly different. The sitting on the bucket mm-hmm. thing, like you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's it's funny because I don't hear that a lot in the West. It's what like mm-hmm. actually when I was doing some research, I actually saw a version of that in South Korea, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow, okay. But we do that, but we do it in our like way of either you put salt or mm-hmm. some herbal mixes in the bucket mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the pressing yeah. of the tummy with hot towels or yeah. like pepper soup or the palm mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. things to just so rejuvenate yeah. the mom back so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just even on that northern perspective i actually want to know like so for you now if you're doing like a what do they call it like is it the hot water bucket like you know where where mm-hmm. the mom sits on top so what is yeah. different because i think i saw you were doing an insta story so like on that now yeah. what do you mix and what do you put in the bucket for the mom to sit on top of so you know that sitting one right and mm. now it's um you know with with there's like there's this conversation on like virginal steaming and yoni steaming and all of those things right mm. that's basically what it is i think that bucket was just what our people found to be convenient at the time i mean now they're like steaming stools and all of those things and they all do this 
same thing it's just you trying to get the steam to go into your body and all of that and so now people sit on buckets or people sit on stools but essentially it's the same thing and i found that cultures all over the world have different versions of these things as well they do it in mexico they do it in asia you know like yeah so um the thing now with the steam and because my culture again northern culture right um i realized we have two of those kinds there's the, like the dokan which is the smoke right and people sit over smoke and sometimes that's for beautification even because the herbs and the roots that are used are different now if you did it for medical reason they will use different herbs for beautification like um some of like northern cultures like canary men for example they sit over like perfume so it'd be like sandalwood and then you smell like it's like a way of perfuming yourself and your body that's with the smoke now with the steam it also serves a different purpose right because i offer well, vaginal steaming as well but we sit on a stool right and then your water would be in a container and all of those things but primarily is the same thing now what i've um, one thing also like you said people put salt people use different things i think um even having just um hot water that the steam gets to you also has um a form of cure that it carries you know because it's warm it gets to you it helps to open up your blood vessels it helps with circulation and all of those things so water like in its basic form and hot water or steam in the in its basic like form would also have an effect but what we do what i would do is for example depending on what the need of the mother is right that's how you mix the blends and you'll be like oh okay well what do i need and you know sometimes we use herbs sometimes like basil and or sometimes like oregano and you're like oregano okay it has antiseptic properties so we need to like you know all of those things so it's the properties that you need that determines the herbs that you use nettles are uh, wonderful in postpartum and um you know so but then also there's um some roots and herbs that are like culturally used yeah. for those things uh, yeah, yeah. to the community yeah you guys exactly okay. exactly so if you went to the women and you say oh i need herbs for this and this they will put those things together yeah. and one of them is like there's bagarua like, like some of them even and when it comes to like even documenting these things it's hard because i'm like okay i know it's called bagarua i have no idea what the scientific name is i do yeah. not know what the english name is you know yeah so it's like uh yeah well we know these things and you know but then the names and all of those things they're quite different so it depends you could just use water and that's fine oh but then what you would like to achieve Mm -hmm. another angle that i wanted to touch on just because i know if we really wanted to go into this topic it would take us hours and hours but something Mm -hmm. i feel is not talked about a lot and it's obviously i'm putting a disclaimer here rama is not a psychologist she's not a therapist but do you experience moms who are going through postnatal depression just as you work with them I'm glad that you said like I'm not a psychologist or just you know, putting like, it out there before somebody yeah you know just putting it out there and even with like <laughs> with like doula work you know sometimes like oh so are you a midwife and I'm like no not really I'm not like I'm not medically trained in that way and mm-hmm. I do not come out come off as a medical practitioner however of course I do understand physiology and I understand all of those things but that's the, because it's useful to my work 
understanding yeah. how the female but the body works and all of those things and how to support it that's the best way is understanding how it is so that I can be able to support it that's my job mm. but um and with um with even postnatal depression right and all of those things i have a theory and again not from a psychologist point and, and of that's view why we're putting it there so at the yeah. same time we could but, say we are mental health enthusiasts we are yeah <laughs> yes you know i honestly think that um there's a huge um connection between even the care that you receive postpartum care and like your mental mental well-being because um it's a there's a lot of isolation that mothers go through and i think that um in the way and there's there could be this could be a whole other conversation about what postpartum care looks like right now and you know when i think about it because of course um i've had moms that sometimes i visit and even not as a doula but maybe as a friend or a sister and they're in that postpartum period and they're upset because you know they said oh i have to drink water like hot water all the time and you know there's there's a lot of like strictness that comes with it and we're in this i i feel like we're in this state where people would like to understand why they're doing certain things so even though these things have been originally placed to honor the mother and have process and help her to heal and rejuvenate because they are giving to you in such a forceful way you know it's like do this if you don't do this and you don't understand it and it's no longer i think people of old understood why they're doing it and now it's like we just have to do it so you there's a disconnect but if you think about that that you're cared in this way that there's community that they're feeding you that they're giving you body work because even touch you know it helps with your like nervous system you know regulation mm-hmm. if you think about the body work that you if you think about the modalities of postpartum care in that way that okay there's a there's body work there's community there are people gathering to celebrate you to take care of your baby to feed you to nourish you you know that because in postpartum in my culture once you give birth you know there's constant like soup available there's pap there's somebody coming in the morning to give you a bath in the evening to give you a bath you know think of it like that that sounds like luxury but because it's not given it's like well you have to do this and if you don't do this then you're not going to get well you know it's like we've lost the language the message of the care and i think if we're really giving that wholesome care and you understood what it embodied then it helps because postpartum care you know what are the things that we need we need community we need to be seen we need to be supported you need you need to even be held you know just sometimes touch you know that someone is touching you that you're you know they're like um helping you to balance your nervous system you know all of those things it really does help in in the healing process of course like because i think that it's a lot of imbalances you just went through nine months of gestation and birth you know there has to be a lot of imbalances in your body and your body is trying to figure it out and trying to balance it out and all of those things so you're out of order you're literally there's like things out of place and in that coming back if you were being held and supported in that way it may not eliminate but i think that it goes a long way to kind of like settle the chaos yeah so i honestly both physically and mentally as well that's true that's yeah yeah i i think i can share some of that too even from my experience because i guess even uh, it's so funny how they say even if you're a medical professional when Mm -hmm. you're going through something all of that flies out the window 
Like, yeah. forget everything. Mm-hmm. And that was how mm-hmm. I felt as well. Like, the sitting down on the bucket, like, why do I have to do this? And then at some point, this is TMI, but like, where others listening to this, they're dealing with things like constipation. And I've never experienced mm-hmm. such intense things. Like, it's almost like one extreme to the other. Mm-hmm. So, so true and if you can kind of understand why you are doing it i guess that helps you if you understand why it helps you to connect with it you know it helps you to connect with your body you um um part of my process i think i personally like to understand things and it, i think it eases it for me i always say um with my first pregnancy even with my second but then you know that i was consuming so much um information just you know how you're like okay this this week in your birth like this week your baby is a grapefruit yeah. or something like that you know and all that like i was reading everything i was reading so much and i was reading about birth and labor and all of those things and i remember that um when i when i understood the physiology of labor and you know having those contractions or those waves or those urges and like the surges that they come and i think when i was in the you know when i was having my baby and um I would feel like the waves in my head. I would imagine, okay, my baby is coming to me because I knew what the process was. Like I could see it. And you know, I would say that I pictured it like toothpaste. Like, you know, I'm squeezing the top. Like, you know, when you're like out of your toothpaste and you're kind of like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's the squeeze. I know it's coming. So like, just keep, it calmed me down. It helped me to connect with what was going on in my body at the time. And even though it hurt, I kind of knew that, okay, we need to do this because my baby is trying to come out and she's trying to come to this, you know, trying to come earthside and all of that. So it helps me. I think knowing why you're doing something, it's quite important that people, and that's, that is just the connection that I feel like that's the connection. Of course, there are other things, but you know, that is an important um, connection that is missing from the process and it kind of like just changes it entirely actually really interesting and i think it's just so like if you were highlighting something it's just if you understand like why maybe people are there because at some point i i actually struggled with the fact that there was a lot of people it felt so invasive like oh my god and and i struggled with that because it's funny how sometimes people can say you can have a lot of people around you but you still and you still feel, feel lonely like you still mm-hmm. feel isolated you're like what yeah. like life has changed i'm supposed to be looking yeah. at this human being and you feel mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's so true if you can sort of just say this is why this is happening like let's ride the wave like yeah during birth and after birth as well it's like after birth as well. the wave like mm-hmm. ups and downs mm-hmm. and that helps you anywhere you are in the world whether you're african white like anywhere in the world mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. here. but this is really good thank you so much so i wanted to just ask how did you even get into being a doula because i i would like to i didn't know doulas were in nigeria i'm very honest that's the funny thing like of course doulas are nature and i know that they do not come out as doulas but we've had in different traditions in different cultures there's the women that go for omugo what is that yeah well i you think my head, you're thinking to yourself it's your mom right or your grandma <laughs> yeah i know you know as like there's ngozuma you know that is in house those are the women that do the work and i think it, even in like our northern communities they, these women they are women that sometimes are not your mom because um 
I don't know this there's this culture anyway there's a, there's a culture that like if a woman were to give birth um a northern woman then her mother wouldn't like go and care for her directly because there's all of this like shame or whatever you know so there would be another woman that you would send so there are women in communities that are like that you know that you could send or that would come in the morning and do all of these things and essentially they're doing doula work right they're just not called doulas the language is different and right so but yes i understand that to consciously call myself a doula that makes it look like i'm the first i just feel like i'm not like I, yeah i'm yeah. doing the same work as this yeah, woman language right like because yeah doulas everywhere and like you said it's just the nuance of what they're called yeah. and i was actually reading somewhere and the lady was like let's be honest there's a difference between a doula a wet nurse a night nurse a midwife but mm-hmm. you understand it yes it helps but we are all there to just help Anyways, support. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're all in, like we're all under the umbrella of birth work. We're just there to support birth and exalt it and like try and find ways to ease it for the mother. And I know that you know. I think one of the things that is that I have, I'm still struggling to navigate with. Like you said, is that sometimes this work is what has been done by mothers and aunties and things like that. And um maybe in some way we've taken it for granted but then you know you're like oh well my mom is going to do me i think part of the reason why i came how i came into this um work is that when i had my own babies my mom wasn't here so i know that i'm not the only one that i was going to touch that i was going to touch that yeah so yeah i'm not the only one that has yeah then what happens and i know that because there's so much um there's so much um what is it our communities or societies have grown in so many ways sometimes even the ones that have moms their moms are not available you find that sometimes you have a mom and your mom is working and she's like i'm not coming to stay with you and that baby you know then who comes with for you and sometimes also there's another thing like i'm switzerland i've said that i'm switzerland sometimes they're just family drama you're avoiding and you're like Your own mother is not coming. Let's <laughs> let's let's find a neutral like person to come and attend to me and all of those things. <laughs> so there is yeah, so this yeah, there's absolutely a place that is so interesting. Family drama. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Absolutely, you're okay. and it's the best thing because you can come in with the most objective view possible. You're there to help mama. Everybody else mm-hmm. can, can wait. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. And you know and I don't carry the family history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, sorry, continue, please. No, I'm saying I'm I mean I don't carry the like I I have nothing just objectivity. I do not take sides. It's none of my concern. The only concern I have is the mother and her well-being and in caring for the mother. She's able to care for her child and all of those things, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's oh fantastic. God. Thank you so, so much. So, I guess... Thank you one, for having me. No, but, like, I'm so, so <laughs> that you agreed. And, like, obviously, we're all so busy. So, I guess as a yeah, final yeah. thing, like, what sort of tip or is there anything you want to share with moms who have had a baby on just how to just maybe deal with things more from a mental side of stuff? Again, we're not psychologists, we're not therapists, but we're trying to look out for your mental well-being so is there any mm. tip anything you could share with moms like on just dealing with postpartum care hmm. i think that um i would say that you 
it's very hard and even for me it is i do not know how we got here but we um it's difficult to receive care you know that we need to prove that we can do like oh no don't worry i'll stay up all night feeding the baby you don't have to do anything because it's happened to me my my second you know like um i'll be struggling with the baby and that someone will offer to i'll say no don't worry i can't do it Ooh. but like you, Girl, you know that's actually really um yeah. i don't like help. that we need help and you shouldn't feel bad for asking for help which yes. i would like to you was something that i struggled and i still struggle with some form of that you, you mm-hmm. need it like you're not superwoman i don't die of that yeah person. yeah exactly you know that like oh no i can do it like you need to prove something there's nothing to prove you're not meant to like journey alone we were raised in villages that look different today but then you know that you find your own tribe and your own way of getting support and that you recognize when you need help and i don't know you know and plan for your postpartum people it's underestimated just feel like oh yeah you know but yeah. there's the law oh that's so, really good so be like, willing to receive so round ask for help and plan <laughs> for your postpartum so that's really great thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me thank you very much i'm All so right. glad thank you so, uh, all right i love to your family okay bye, bye. <laughs>